Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Hey Beer Geeks and welcome to a new version of The Bubble. It's Friday, it's 5pm and we hope that wherever you are in the world, you have a beer in front of you. It might be on the train, it might be at home, it might be still at work, uh, you might be on your way to the pub for a beer. But we wanted to uh, take about 20 minutes of your time uh, to round up the week and have a chat about what's going on on the Craft Beer Channel and I'm here with Brad. Howdy everybody. Howdy. Nice to be back. You never say howdy unless we're recording. That's, that's strange. That's true. I've got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> so, well, that's true. Like, maybe yeah. I have. You don't know. No, you it could be lying. I've, I've, I've got a, I don't know, <laughs> a, 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 those a, fruit hats that weird women. A deer stalker. I've got a, door, a deer stalker on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a new concept. Uh, we wanted to join up our podcast and our YouTube channel a little bit more. Uh, we don't get a lot of time to talk and to shoot the shit on the YouTube channel because people's uh, attention spans on YouTube are much shorter than they are in podcast form. So we thought we'd use this to talk about our week, talk about what we've been doing, talk about the videos that have come out recently, and indeed the videos that are gonna come out soon. But we're gonna keep it short, light, highly energetic, and, and mostly beer fueled. Can we call it bursting the bubble, Johnny? That might have been better than a Friday 5 p.m. name. We'll think about it, maybe we'll rename it. Okay. Um, what are you drinking, Brad? Uh, I'm, we're, we're down at Beer Merchants Tap in Hackneywick. Which is our sponsor. One of our favourite uh, hangouts and favourite sponsors, yeah. to be honest. They're, they're great guys. <laughs> we don't have favourites among we're, our sponsors, they're, they're all great. They're all great guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're drinking Hoos. Hoos. So Hoos was um, something I helped conceive when I worked at Cave Direct slash Beer Merchants. It's a Belgian pale that we brewed for the launch of the Beer Merchants Tap. Uh, uh, and it was a, a four-way collaboration, I guess. It was it was Wild Beer Co, um, Duration, and Burning Sky, and then us. Um, it's not a bad lineup, is no, it? No, it's all right. And this beer is the version three is the best it's tasted. Really lovely aromatics from the yeast, nice and crisp. Yeah, bit of a hazy boy, a, bit of a, hazy, a hazy crispy boy. It's a hazy crispy boy. Yeah, which leads us on to this week's video. Yeah. So this week's video we uploaded. Uh, a hype train. So hype train is where we go to the breweries to get all the hype and see if they deserve it. Um, and we went to other half in New York and we got some cans and sat down in a hotel in Pennsylvania to try them. Yeah, sorry about the uh, the video quality. It was very dark. It was a very dark room. It was. In a very dark part of town. I don't know. It was great. It was, <laughs> it was the university. We had it? a lovely time there. We did. It was, it was very overcast that day. We did, we yeah. It. But also it, the, the rules about drinking in public are pretty stringent in Pennsylvania. Mm. So we had to 
sneak, sneak them yeah. sneak, sneak them away in the hotel. Carrying guns, cool with that. Yeah, but carrying beers, not so much. Not so good. Uh, and so we were in the hotel room and we cracked open a delicious New England IPA. Really lovely, really complex aroma. We cracked open a, what I didn't love, which is a lactose IPA. We'll get into that. But Brad, you liked it, right? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was, it was solid for me. Um, I, I would say these guys, for me, the hype train had come off the tracks. <laughs> it did on the third beer. It, it, it crashed. Yeah. Certainly crashed. Second beer was good. Third yeah. beer, nah, not so much. No. I think it was one of those things, you know like where you see a film mm. and you enjoy it during the film mm. and then the more you think about it on the way home, the more you go, actually that was... It's trash. It wasn't yeah, absolute nonsense. So like a McDonald's Happy Meal <laughs> where you're like, this is the best thing in the world and I got a little plastic toy. And then you eat it and you're like, I, just, I don't feel fulfilled. No. And the little plastic toy dirty. is making me feel dirty because it's going to be on the planet for forever, longer than years. us. Yeah. And then you've added to the problem. Yeah, so it's just like a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> Not and very happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we took a pretty strong, well, I took a pretty strong disliking to it. I thought, you know, somebody in the comments said like, uh, no, it was on Facebook. I said that it was lacking balance in the video and they came back at me going, it's not about balance. Not every beer has to be balanced. And I was like, no. That's a fair, that's a fair point. Well, I, it is fair that you can have beers that are, you know, wildly yeah, hoppy, yeah. wildly funky. That's cool. But even within that, there has to be a semblance of balance where things aren't clashing. Yeah. And within that, so you had a sour beer that had lactose in, which can work, but I don't know, it's not ideal, but you know, rhubarb and custard is a classic sweet and sour yeah, thing. Yeah. But then when you're adding coconut, pecans, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, cinnamon, almond, cinnamon, all these things, like it was just, it was a car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody seemed to disagree with our yeah. conclusion on that. However, people did disagree with my idea of balance and also disagreed with our ruminations on lactose in IPA. Mm-hmm. So my issue with lactose in IPA is that the sweetness clashes with the bitterness. So like if you have a pudding, you, you, you're having, I don't know, a treacle sponge yeah. or something and it's really sweet and then you have even a lager that's not a very bitter style. It tastes so bitter. Yeah, it's like, is it a bit like uh, when you have, when you brush your teeth with... And orange juice gets really bitter. And then you get ice, yeah, so yeah. Orange juice, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is horrible. It's kind of that vibe, isn't it? It is. And that's but down you... to the fact that, so toothpaste, um, it basically shocks your sweet senses. So mm. they, biologically, they tuck away so that you're tasting less of the sweetness so you can taste everything else mm. to know if there's poison and stuff. Um, and that's what happens when you brush your teeth and it takes, you know, maybe half an hour to recover or mm. something like that. I feel like that happens in a lactose IPM that you get all this sweetness and all the sweet stuff disappears and your palate is just left un- yeah. unbalanced, in my opinion. Is it, um, does it is, is there so much going on that it just nullifies the senses? Like, do you go, you know, like you get hot blindness and when you're smelling the different compounds, your, your nasal receptors just go, right, that's too much, can't smell that anymore. Yeah. Do you think there's just, there's too much going on. Well, that's, I think, why confusing. with the crunchy beer, that final beer we yeah. had, you can, it, it had, what, 11, 12 ingredients? Yeah, Adjuncts in it, rather, adjuncts, not yeah. just ingredients. We could only pick out three or four. Yeah, I, all I got was, like, a spicy, cinnamony thing with a bit, like, peppery kind of stuff. And yeah. fucking really crazy sweet. Yeah. Too sweet, way yeah. too sweet. Uh, yeah, it was an absolute train crash of a beer, and the lactose wasn't the issue, but the lactose is what everybody sort of... Um, yeah. 
connected with because that's in so many different styles. So don't get us wrong, we love lactose in beer. Uh, we, we love it in you know big stouts, even small stouts, little milk stouts. Yeah. Um, it can work in some sours, uh, although I prefer them without. It can um, work in some IPAs as well, can't it? Uh, not, it's not for me, but I get why people do like it. That's yeah. my... That, that's where I just get subjective. I'm just like, I don't like it. Lots of people say that if you put lactose, you need bitterness to balance it. I see it the other way. If you've got lactose in, don't add bitterness because then mm. it clashes. If you're going to go like almost no IBUs, then yeah. lactose can work for me. But again, we, subjective. We've just been looking at like some low alcohol beers from Brewdog, which yeah. were kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, you always think that they're going to be, low alcohol stuff is weak and it's going to be thin and it's not going to taste them anything. All of the offerings were like amazing body, big, big flavors. And, and, a, and a lot of that, the body certainly was to do with the lactose. With the lactose, yeah. So for, I think for, it has a place and that could be in low alcohol stuff and in certain stuff. In low, low and big alcohol, yeah, basically. Yeah. In, in the middle, I'm not sure what it, what yeah, it, what adds. it adds. Yeah, what it adds. So we do have a video based on that Brewdog uh, thing we were just talking about. You might have seen on our social, on our Instagram at Craft Beer Channel. Uh, and on Twitter, at Beer Channel, we were in some blindfolds in a Brewdog bar. That's going live, uh, hopefully on Sunday, mm -hmm. pending approval. Um, so you can, you can watch out for that and hear our views on, on lactose in, in low ABV beers. This is just a quick message to remind you guys that everything that we do, that's our podcast, our blogs, and indeed our videos on YouTube, are all supported by our friends on Patreon. Yeah, we really couldn't do it without you guys. You're the lifeblood of the channel. And, you know, if you're feeling flush or not particularly that flush, anything you can contribute really helps keep the lights on. What do you get in exchange? You get some awesome merchandise and you also get that lovely, warm, tingling feeling inside that you're supporting independent content. Absolutely. I'm feeling warm and tingly right now. And if you are too, head over to patreon.com slash channel. Something we wanted to also talk about in this podcast is the comments so that you guys get some shout outs and we can respond to you guys, not just in the writing that, that I do in response, but in real life. So we've picked out some comments that we've enjoyed over the last uh, couple of weeks. Usually it'll be every week, uh, but this is the first one. Um, Brad, did you pick out a comment you enjoyed or found I, interesting? Well, I've, I mean, I guess that was why I just started chirping about that was basically Johannes repping was repping pretty hard with his... Uh, <laughs> with his, his comment, uh, the only good IPA with lactose for me is Punk AF, which is- There you go, is, so that's punk, punk, punk alcohol free. The yeah, brewery, which is what we, were, what we were drinking earlier in the week. Yeah. And I, I kind of have to agree with him in a, in a certain way. It was kind of amazing. I'm not gonna add any spoilers here, but I, I certainly liked it. That's, yeah. that's it sure. was really heartening to get that comment as well, because you know, full disclosure, the, the video is a sponsored video. So we've been paid for yeah. that. And obviously, whenever you do that, you're really worried that people won't take what you say seriously, or you're worried that you, you've conflicted yourself and you've lost a bit of context. But mm. those low ABV beers are really fucking good. Ah, sensational. Yeah. Um, and we're glad that, that, that uh, Johannes is repping with us on that. Uh, but yeah, no more spoilers about Sunday's video, because it's a lot of fun. Um, our tastes are unconventional. Um, and then, yeah, my quote, uh, or my favorite comment, was one that I've been banging, banging hard. What, what, what phrase am I looking for there, Brad? Banging the drum hard for. Bro Broadfjord, 
Broadfield. Broadfield. Uh, on our hype train about New Trail Brewing, which was um, the, new, yes. the new exciting brewery in Pennsylvania yeah. while we were over Amazing. there. Um, says any IPAs, so New England IPAs, are ruining the brewery scene. Yeah. Long live West Coast IPAs. I can't tell you how many breweries I went to this past year that had two or three New England IPAs and zero West Coast IPAs. A truly sad state of affairs. I wouldn't say they're brewing it, but it's certainly, I love the West Coast stuff. So all this stuff cyclical. You know, at the minute, everyone's all about the hazy boys and all that, but it's going to come back around. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's already started. Like, yeah. you're seeing all these breweries brewing a West Coast IPA and kind of marketing it as going, hey, bitterness is back. Um, my, my response to Broadfjord was, um, it's a cool name, but it's hard to say. Uh, the variety is key in craft beer. That's where craft beer came from. We got bored of having the same macro lagers all the time even though some are better than others we were just bored of the same flavors all the time so variety is what craft brewers wanted from the start yeah or at least access to variety so so yeah, we should never really shy away from new styles or no exactly like that. that it's so always they're a not tool. for you it's like fine just yeah. drink what you like to drink which is why it's annoying i guess that new england ipas are everywhere because if you don't yeah. like that style it is tending to take up the taps but um, you know, 10 years ago, West Coast IPA was everywhere. Maybe if people don't That's love true. bitterness, that was annoying for them and everything comes back into balance. So hopefully, hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, in, in a year or two ta- two's time, once that trend for, for bitterness has come back a bit, you'll go to a bar and there'll be two or three New Englands, two or three West Coasters, two or three Pills. Oh, this is getting to be a big bar. <laughs> like you've, you've got a representation of all the different kinds of IPAs in its different forms. Mm. You're getting Pilsners. Pilsners, everyone says like it's going to be Year of the Lager. We've never had Year of the Lager, but we've had a phase of Lager where now there are some good Pilsners and Hellers. Certainly not in the UK, we haven't, but if, no. if you go out to Central Europe, I mean, every, Europe, it's always year of the lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they still know where it's at. Uh, yeah. And in certain parts of America, you know, we discovered Notch. Um, yeah. You've got Bierstadt, you've got Jack's Abbey, you've got all these breweries who are making stellar stuff. Also, lots of breweries in America making fucking awful lager because they yeah. don't understand what it's supposed to be. They're putting new world hops in it and all this kind of nonsense. Um, sorry, nonsense, that's dismissive. But maybe not traditional and maybe misunderstanding that if you put something huge into a very clean base yeah. it's going to all it's be about that huge exactly. hop suddenly. yeah they balance yeah which is not exactly that which is cool but you know really should be looking at it from the other point of view which is if you're going to put big hops into a pilsner you should be advertising that as a pale ale really you should be going we want these big hops but we want it to be crisp so we use a lager yeah yeast. don't start calling it a pilsner or a bohemian a, pilsner a, a new world like lager or yeah. something wacky. like because it, it's not it's not going to be anything like it so yeah so i thought that comment was interesting i think he's right at the moment and i really hope that it's going to change for us and for broadfjord and for everybody else in the world that variety is key and hopefully we'll come back to that it is a bit dominated by hazy big hazy ipas at the moment i quite like broadfjord's name my my name bradley is old english for broadfield no way bradley yeah. bradley means broadfield broadly. Wow. Apparently in Old English. See, we're not just drinking, we're learning. Broadfjord, Broadfield. We've got a kindred spirit there in that we're both wide. <laughs> <laughs> and we like beer. Fjords. Is that the name for the mountain bit or is that the name for the water the bit? water bit. It's the name for the it's water the, bit. It's the cut out. Well, I'm, I'm saying like I know. That's what you think. I've been on a fjord cruise with my, with my family, which right. was amazing with my mum and dad. Um, and I actually went to, uh, oh fuck, what's it called? Stavanger. Stavanger, 
I knew you were going to say Stavanger. Yeah, it was amazing. But you did go to eleven. It was amazing. I did go to eleven. You this did go is, to eleven. This is pre-craft beer channel. Ah. So I, I was like, this what? Is, there was a time. I was like, this is tasty beer, but I don't really know about it. Wow, it's I great. did not know that. Yeah, yeah, because you went, you went with your mum. Yeah, a I went years with ago. my mum a few years ago. Yeah, I lost my dad, but mm. I, we went, we did the same trip again, and it was, it was amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was. It was fucking cool. And I remember years ago, I went in some sort of mad, almost like a Viking teepee thing near the brewery. I don't know if it's still there. They had all like carvings and stuff in it. Huh. Might have been a fever dream, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe I got sick off the 24-hour buffet on the cruise, I don't or, know. Or, or all the <laughs> fermented fish you ate, I presume. Could have been, oh, yeah. no thanks. Um, that story reminds me of the glorious moment of serendipity we had with Ned oh, in our cheese and beer matching, where he brought out a bottle opener that was a herring, and he was like, this is from a place called Stavanger, you probably haven't been there. And Brad was like, I went there with my parents a couple of years ago, yeah. I've been to the Herring Museum, yeah. and I was like, that's where Lervig are, we're about to drink a beer by Lervig, and everyone's minds The universes exploded. were like, something aligned there. Yeah, it was well, crazy. the three of us aligned, it was yeah. good. Ned was like an old, crazy, amazing hippie guy, wasn't he? Was, he was one of those guys who you meet and you feel like you've known him for years. Yeah. Just that genuinely cool. warm, enthusiastic, interesting guy that just, yeah. you can't fail to connect with. I mean, cheese. We all love cheese, right? And we all love but cheese, except for vegans. Gives them names, he has intimate relationships They're friends. With them. The cheese They're friends, friends of his. I wish we could be friends with beer, but there's just too many of them. It's like going to a party and you get introduced, but you never yeah. remember who they are after that's a minute. That's true, I certainly don't. Yeah. I guess that's why you write them all down on Untapped, right? I, well, I am on Untapped, but I am a sporadic user. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on John, uh, Johnny CBC if you want to follow my sporadic tapping, tapping? Check-ins. Check-ins. Don't even know the terms, Brad. I'm no Untapper. Um, we right. Went. It was interesting, just on that sort of topic. Do you remember when we went out to um, Pentaluma and uh, all around that county? Out in California, yeah. Out in California. We went to the Rate Beer Festival years ago. We did. Is that gone now? That yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. After the sale to AB InBev, I don't think they could get people to come back. That was the mad, that was like our first big West Coast thing that we did, I think. It's the only time it's we've been to the West, West Coast together, West Coast. yeah. We'd love to come back this year, hopefully. Mm. But um, it, was, it, was, it was kind of mad, the level of geekery I, f- I found at that at that festival um it was i mean actually the only place i've been that was more nerdy was what's brewing in stavanger right yeah okay. where they had they had a projection of the untapped boards where they were tracking the best beers of the festivals oh wow and also you could when you came in you got a rating card so it told you what was on tap and also gave you space to make notes like that's how geeky what's yeah. brewing was isn't that a bit that's a bit camera though isn't it it's, it's like a little that. bit camera yeah i mean it's did totally, they, it's did totally they have the, the 10p on the cards where you where they put 10p in lines of tens, what? and then you tick it, you, you cross it off. When you when you, you buy like five pounds worth of card, when you go into a camera beer fest, and then every 10p, well the pig's ear one in oh, East London, I don't know about that did one. that. Um, anyway, I, I, I've gone a bit off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So they do they do a card. It looks a bit like a bingo card, right? And you give the nice old man at the counter five pounds yeah and he'll give you back the bingo card and it's got five lines of these 10p so there's 10 there's 10 squares <laughs> per line yeah. each one's got 10p written in them yeah and then whenever you go up and get a third or a half or whatever or a pint if you're feeling particularly flush yeah or brave then uh, they tick off so say it costs 60p they tick they just run a line through six of them 
Oh, so right, that's so that's how they do the currency off. there. That's the currency. Right. So I this, feel you could have explained that much yeah, quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but I like a ramble chat. <laughs> but, you um, you It's know, a podcast after all. In a post-Brexit world, I think we're all going to... This is the new currency. It's going to be... You know, it's going to be run by uh, people with little bingo tickets that have got, like, I mean, 10p, 10p. Interestingly, well, in, probably 2p. It's going to be 2p. You don't have any money. In the Czech Republic, they do that already in bars where... When you sit down at Locale and a couple of other bars, they'll just put a bit of paper that has lots yeah. of drawings of a mug, and every time you order one, they tick it off. Tick it off. And then that's how they do the, the check at the end. They look at how many pints they've crossed out as they yeah. draw them over. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I, like, I, do like, I, I, didn't, I didn't not like it, I must say. I found it quite, quite fun when Pleasantly you're getting retro. pissed, and you're, like, you're looking at, oh, I could get that one. That one's £1.10p, and I've got £1.20p left, so I'll get one of those... That would just leave you with 10p, wouldn't it? I know. That'd be nonsense. And then you have to start again, you have to give him another £5, Johnny. (laughs) That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Everyone's trying to complete the card and no longer. Pokemon style. Yeah. Right. Uh, So in the essence of of trying to keep it short and sweet, um, next week's video, we're talking about Saisons. Saisons are much misunderstood style. We're going to go through that and explain to you what what a traditional Saison is, what a modern Saison is, and what now a postmodern Saison is. Because uh, those are all three different things. Brad's looking at me like I'm mad, but I'm going to explain myself. Postmodern when we season. Do. I'm interested about this. <laughs> um, it's like an art movement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, got our video coming out on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, that will be a lot of fun. Uh, beyond that, we don't quite know what we're doing, but we've got lots of projects in the pipeline. Uh-huh. Um, we've got a documentary in the planning and lots of other stuff coming, so watch out for that. Otherwise, guys, please do follow us on all our other media. Obviously, head to the YouTube channels to hear what we've been talking about. There'll be All the videos we mentioned will be in the show notes. Um, and make sure you hit us up on Twitter, at Beer Channel, Instagram, at Crop Beer Channel, and on Facebook. We're always there. Otherwise, we will see you next Friday at 5pm with a beer in hand. 